This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Here's a little riddle for you, a real riddle, if you will. A real riddle. Interesting little dynamic there, right? What's the real riddle? Well, the real riddle is this. We now know from the Twitter files, the information release by Twitter by Elon Musk, after he bought Twitter, took it private, he released documents, corporate documents, which proved that the FBI was directing Twitter to remove posts, censor posts, people, other things. Uh, I'm speaking broadly here. You can look into the specific allegations yourself. But that was the contention from the Twitter files. Uh, Talked about shadow banning, conservatives, all these other things, all revealed to be true according to the Twitter files, if you want to believe that clearly right-wing racist, misogynist nonsense. I'm being funny there about that, but... Uh, that was what the, the Twitter files proved, right? That the FBI was controlling information at Twitter and more than likely also at Facebook. And here's my, my riddle for you. If the FBI was controlling information at Facebook and Twitter, what would make you think that they're not controlling information at, say, CNN or MSNBC or NPR, because that little circle, uh, CNN, MSNBC, uh, NPR, they're all pretty much reporting from the same angle, the same political leftist leftist liberal slant, pro-vaccine, pro-mask, pro-lockdown, pro-anti-gun, Uh, pro-transgender, all these things run together with that. Same MO as Facebook and Twitter. You tell me how that came to be. Election denier, all that stuff. NPR, MSNBC, CNN, Facebook, Twitter, during that time. Twitter, of course, has changed. But all the censoring, all the directive was all the same. We now know that uh, the FBI was in control of Facebook and Twitter. What would make you think that they're not in control of CNN, MSNBC, and certainly NPR? Did you see NPR drop Twitter? They were not going to post on Twitter after Twitter labeled it uh, government-funded news or something like that? They didn't like that. They're like, no, we're not. (laughs) Okay, what do you call it then? So I would say to you, the answer to the riddle isn't if the, the uh, government was interfering with free speech. The question now is, do they allow any free speech? Fox News? Is that what we're going to hang our hat on? I'm going to say no. Now, I say what I want freely. I've never had any knocks at the door. I'm not really concerned about any knocks at the door, quite frankly. The FBI is welcome to come by. I'll make them a cup of coffee. 
could have a wonderful discussion about whatever they'd like to discuss, quite frankly. It really wouldn't bother me. Uh, I wouldn't be offended. I wouldn't be nervous. Um, I would be completely polite and, uh, and quite frankly, uh, completely transparent. I really would. Um, and I think it would be a great conversation. But, you know, other than a few independents out there who don't advertise because that all seems to be controlled in some way by somebody with the same agenda, anti-white, anti-Christian, anti-heterosexual, anti-balanced budget, anti-borders, anti-criminal code that penalizes criminals, anti-gun rights, all in the same circle. Pretty interesting. That's the current state of things. When does the hammer drop? When the money dries up. The money's still too easy. With all this debt, we're going to talk a little bit more about that and what's going on with that. I have asked this before. This debt story. It's not going to get paid back. Tell me how it ends. That's all I want to know. And I think the part of the problem with that question, most people are like, why, why should I care? As long as it lasts another 50 years, I can retire. <laughs> Man, could you imagine if the founding fathers thought like that? Imagine where we'd be today. Uh, but that's a fact. I mean, and plus, what do you do about it? It's so hard to correct now. And I've said this before, I don't, not likely that there's going to be a, a correction, a proper correction to the fiat money. Um, without a catastrophic crash because people just they're not going to willingly go along with the value reductions. People are like, what's this deal you're giving me? It's pretty crappy. Yeah, it really is. Why do you think they're working so hard to hide the truth? They're like, oh, God, if people start to realize what's really going on, we've piped in all these illegal immigrants because we had to to pump up the currency. How else do you explain it? Pump up the economy, pump up the currency. What's the difference? If that's not enough, the government's become so completely corrupt that it, it can't even operate on a basic level to conduct elections reliably. Tell me where else in the world that they're still counting days, weeks, months. Government is in a tailspin, particularly the federal government. Society, on the other hand, is in equally as bad shape financially, physically. You look around, uh, and we have people that are overweight, malnourished, mentally ill, drug addicted. And how do you think that that really affects this idea of progress for our country? When you think progress for society, progress for the country, what kind of vision do you have? Go look at what's going on in the inner cities and tell me if, if there's any disparity between what you see as modern progress and what you see actually going on. And all of these places that you see, they're all liberal control. You go to uh, some areas, they're well-run, clean. Um, San Antonio, Texas, for example, really well, but it's rare, really rare. The country's hurting, and my point is, when the, the money is corrupted, the government's corrupted, the people 
are disillusioned on uh, drugs and sugar and videos and video games and porn and, and just massive amounts of this toxicity. Just, I'm not being judgmental. But when you look at the volume, I've talked about it before with the porn. It's like the number one driver of traffic eclipses everything else combined. I don't know if that's exactly true, but it's disturbing, quite frankly. It really is. Disturbing or funny, I'm not sure how you say. And who's watching it? Men. Men, what, 15 and up? Something like that, 15 to 60 on average or 20 to 60 on average. And you look at the volume of it and you say, how much time is being wasted? No wonder the place is falling apart. No wonder nobody's paying attention. Like, hey, I don't have any time for anything else. How could you? No wonder everybody's exhausted, mentally ill. This social media problem. Where's the good news? I mean, you see it. You not see it when you go out and look. I noticed such a change in the physical stature of young men from when I was growing up to today, and there's just no comparison. All ages, really, and all people, really, but particularly young men. And you don't have to take my word for it. Look at what's going on in the military. You can't get candidates that meet the physical requirements. It's like, have you ever looked at the difference between farm-raised salmon and natural-caught salmon, like a cross-section? Go search the image of that. It'll, it'll be out there. The farm-raised salmon's all fat and nasty gray. The natural-caught salmon, lean, and this beautiful pink, uh, crimson. What's another, uh, I don't know. I can't think of it. Some, one of those pink-red hues. Anyway, it looks appetizing. The farm-raised salmon does not. What's the difference? Farm-raised salmon, no exercise, lives in a polluted environment, lives on an artificial diet, and it becomes just a, you know, a food product. Maybe that's what the word, what's happening to us. Maybe this is the alien. Maybe this is the alien or whatever. Like, we need to get these people just so we can farm-raise the people. They're going to eat us. It's a plausible theory at this point. It really is. If you look at, if you look at everything going on combined, you could say I'm a little nuts, but it's kind of plausible, really, if you add it all up. Let me give you an example of I see as, as kind of the lunacy going on in the way we do things these days. Narcan, I guess, is now or going to be available very soon over the counter. Narcan is the uh, antidote for a um, heroin overdose. Sadly enough, this uh, change in legal status to help heroin addicts is too little too late because not only have they moved on to the heroin, now they've moved on to this uh, tranquilizer drug. And then have you noticed how the, the, the government is always so slow? I mean, this is an example of that. Almost as if they just don't want to really react to the whole thing. You know, you hear all these stories of uh, drugs being planted in, in communities, and it's kind of crazy. And like I said, the theory that the uh, aliens have <laughs> devised this scheme so they can eat us as farm-raised creatures, yeah, it's pretty plausible. You don't have to chase us around. They can just, we'll just walk onto the spaceships. Oh, look, it's a free ride to the moon. 
And $1,000 a month if you go. People will be lined up. Uh, 81,000 fatal opioid-related overdose. 81,000 opiate deaths. Almost double all gun deaths. Drugs already being illegal, but the answer in this case is to add more protection. Try taking the same approach with guns, you get a non-answer. Adding safety to the schools, I totally agree with. Metal detectors is the answer. But just sticking on this issue a second. Years now, we went from coke to crack, the crack epidemic, remember that? That then switched to heroin, which has now gone to the fentanyl and then this uh, trape, I think they call it. You know, I mean, these are heavy, you know, crack is no recreational drug. Like, it's pretty heavy stuff when you think about it, right? The average person hasn't done crack ever. As much as Hunter Biden wants to uh, make it popular, it just hasn't been. It's a heavy drug. Heroin, shooting up the needle, the heroin. I mean, this is heavy stuff, right? Because can you smoke heroin? I think you can. It's not like marijuana in terms of the veracity, as far as I'm concerned. And then you're going to go to the, um, um, uh, what the heck's the, the stuff they're on now? Can't keep track of all this stuff. Um, I just said it, too. And the trape gets worse and worse. How, how do people keep taking this stuff? Just more and more zoned out. You know, being, standing there bent over wasn't enough. They're like, I don't get it. How, how does a reasonable person look at all that? How does anybody drive into Kensington and think, gee, I think I'll stay a while? I don't get it. You got white kids coming from affluent suburbs going to Kensington to get dope and never coming out. I kid you not. There's practically vaporized. It may as well be aliens. And what is our government doing? The years this has been going on, and they feed it. They pump money into it. They uh, do nothing to offer real practical help to these people in dire need at that point. You can't deny that, whatever you want to blame the cause on. You get down to Kensington, Philadelphia's beautiful new SEPTA station. Not that these people want to or are going to go anywhere. They're not. And nobody wants to go there. But this beautiful new train station, they just urinate all over it. Every corner has beautiful handicap accessible corner ramps. Fantastic. You got the people sleeping on those ramps in the middle of the winter in Philadelphia. This is government's priorities. And now they come along after heroin's gone. That's the other one. I'm drawing a blank. Where do they go to? Ay, ay, ay. I'm glad I forgot, quite frankly. Um, but now the government's going to say, oh, we're going to give you know Narcan over the counter. I mean, what, what were people abusing uh, Narcan? <laughs> well, no. Why wasn't this uh, made available a long time ago? Simple thing. Doesn't cost anything, but the government didn't do it. Why not? What logical, just incompetence, perhaps? Here's another big example that just kind of indicates where we are. I predicted this. We'll see what happens. Hasn't come to full fruition yet, but it's 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 coming up. I can feel. I could feel it. I knew it. I could tell by what was being said, but more importantly, by what wasn't was not being said. Looks like House Republicans 
are preparing to cave on the debt limit increase. Wow. Unbelievable, really. I told you. I told you. I just had a conversation about this with about Trump. You know, I, I didn't agree with Trump on the signing of the spending bills. I had to do it. I told you that, too. They have to. They have to sign this. There's no option. To not sign it will destroy the, the country, the economy, everything. It'll be lights out. That's that's what the Fed, if, hey, if you guys default, you, you may not be able to borrow any more money. And, you know, when 25% of your budget comes from borrowed money, and it would, it would shockwaves through the whole, nobody would be able to borrow money. All growth would stop. This place would turn into Afghanistan. I'd give it six weeks. Is there a way out of it? Um, there's a few ways out of it, quite frankly. Uh, one would be just a, a simple adjustment of the debt that the federal government could probably do, you know, with the stroke of a pen, quite frankly. We're readjusting all values 50%. <clears throat> what? Um, I don't know that that's exactly the answer. I'm not suggesting we do that, by the way. I'm just saying I think they, they could. I mean, they pretty much do whatever they want if they get the votes. All these little tests they've done leading up to this to see just how far they could take away people's rights in this country, see how far they've gone. What's the what's to stop them from revaluing? Hey, look at the bright side. At least you get to keep half your money. At least you get to keep half your house. Oh, gee, thanks. Well, you could get nothing. What would you like? Anyway, is there a path out of this debt problem? Um I think uh, a rewriting of that would be the extreme case. I'd view that as extreme as a collapse, really. I mean, it would be um, decades at best before America would pull out of that. And that's kind of my prediction has been my prediction. I see this country as just the the filthy, crime-ridden cities are going to expand. They have to. This this will come true. Uh, Chicago, where Walmart's leaving... All those people have to get food somewhere, and they're going to go to Walmart, whether Walmart wants them or not. And if that means that they go out to the suburbs, we have it here. You know, we don't go to our local Walmart here. It's all city people and a level of trouble that comes with it, quite frankly. They have roving security, uh, drones in the sky, stores dirty. I wouldn't be surprised if it's losing money as well. You can't, you know, take on large amounts of theft. And people are like, oh, Walmart makes all this money. It's on volume. Their margins are tight. Most businesses are. But as far as the corruption in our government, the ineptness of government, this failure to deal with the debt problem in any reasonable way. How about, how about a simple step one, just slowing down on the spending? How about that? They can't. They cannot do it. They have, they can, it's only can accelerate. And I believe that's part of my theory on why you're seeing like this transgender nonsense. Like they have to create ways to spend this money. Meanwhile, with everything going on, this is another crazy story. The United States is borrowing from South Korea 500,000 rounds of artillery shells to refill American stockpiles. Just to give you a little comparison. The Gulf War, 10,000 rounds were fired. Where is all this ammunition going? 500,000 rounds of artillery to Ukraine or 
is the American government stockpiling for something else? Could be both, really. Who knows? But the fact that uh, our government is having to borrow artillery rounds from South Korea, what does that tell you about our defense planning? And I can tell you, I don't want to get too deep into this right now. Maybe we'll do a different podcast about it. Uh, my Marine Corps unit is gone. It's been changed to something else. No longer Marine Corps artillery. I think I heard that the Marine Corps is keeping like one battalion of artillery, but essentially no artillery. This is strategically stupid on about nine million fronts. I could go on and on about this. I'm sure the generals know more than me. Well, it's a new way of doing war. Yeah, hey, listen, uh, the fundamentals haven't changed in 4,000, 10,000 years. You go back as far as you want. Um, somehow, we're not going to have cannons anymore. Of course, they're using the heck out of them in Ukraine, but the American military, now we're going to rely on the Army, and I could go on and on about all that. But anyway, there's these shifts, but the, the, clearly the military is not ready, not ready even close. And with all the money, with all the money that we spend on defense, this sloppiness, if you don't have, how can you not have artillery? With the amount of money we spend on, on the military, how can you tell me you're cutting artillery? Oh, you're doing it to cut expense. Really? That the artillery is getting cut? It makes no sense. It's no longer needed, is it? Yeah. I, I have a funny feeling we're going to regret that severely. What are the chances? Here's another one that just irks the living daylights out of me. I put the link right in here. I did a Google search, specifically Google. Here's what I searched for. Biden kickback scheme. The story blew open again today about an Obama staffer with audio tapes and the whole nine yards. According to the story, irrevocable proof of the Biden taking money from Chinese companies. It's treasonous, corrupt at the highest level. But everything that I found on Google wasn't just this story from, from the past couple days, weeks. It's pages and pages. Liberal magazines like the Washington Post, Yahoo News. I'm just rattling off a couple. Going back years, detailing with specific detail, Biden taking money from China, University of Delaware, like they have a whole section paid for by the Chinese down there. And nobody see. and we're giving up our artillery, and they tell us we should give up our guns, and we should call men women. And everybody just scratches their head. Speaking of the, uh, and no, nothing from the Republicans. No impeachment, not even a mention. McCarthy apparently has been MIA. I guess he's taking like a little little hiatus there. You know, he got into office. He got himself comfortable, got over the, the turbulent periods. Eh, time for a little little break. Why, why bother going to work for the American people? What's the point? So ungrateful anyway, I guess you could say. Sure, by now you've heard this uh, Budweiser story with this transgender dude, uh, you know, getting a special can. And I, I guess from what I gather, the whole can thing was like a one-off thing. They didn't have some commemorative can, but 
Uh, people found it pretty distasteful. Kid Rock was shooting his beer. Uh, then you had other people like Oprah and and um, Howard Stern. Like, I don't understand why Kid Rock is so upset. He always tells people, do your thing. Do your thing? When does do your thing become insanely bizarre on many levels? Anyway, whatever your feelings on that, let me give you a, a couple of raw facts on the matter, right? Number one, this dude, uh, you haven't heard the last of this guy. I predict you're going to hear a lot more. Who knows? Stranger things have happened. Maybe it'll dry up quickly. Maybe, uh, uh, what do you call it, Bud Light, Budweiser is uh, taking a big hit, and they're anxious to just quiet this down. They had uh, Joe Rogan talking about it, drinking one on his show. I'm guessing he got paid for that, if I had to guess. I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't have any evidence to suggest that. Um, so I could be completely wrong. And he said, uh, he said that he called it goofy, and he said, "Who cares?" That was his comment about it. Who cares? They put this guy, and really, who does really? You drink, you like Budweiser, you're going to drink it, and because of that, you're not going to deal with it. I can tell you that my bank, giving money to support transgender surgeries uh, for children in Canada, yes, and I, I need to get it done. I need to switch. I need to stop delaying. Quite frankly. Yeah, I don't, if I can avoid it, I don't. I certainly don't want to do business with that. You know, when, when does the line become blended? So uh, I wanted to talk about this, though, because uh, it's really an interesting phenomenon. Who does care? Why would you care? You say, well, what am I supposed to do, boycott everything that, you know, does something that, uh, you know, where, how far does this go, right? I got to check out the moral ethics of, of what for the company, the board, the companies out there. Why, why, where are we going with this? How do I do that even? Well, I want to just tell you this. Uh, I was listening to a podcast, um, Dr. Michael Savage. I hadn't listened to him quite a while. Uh, I thought it was a great show. I didn't get to listen to too much. Uh, he definitely has a talent. Uh, I think it's kind of time for him to probably at least taper back. But who's, who am I to say? He has his following. Uh, just some of what he's doing. I just think, haven't you made enough money? you got to keep... 10 minutes of ads in the front end and just keep pushing for this uh, subscription uh, plan. People are fed up. People are revolting against the subscriptions. I hear more and more people saying that. Nobody wants to do that. So you'll have this recombining, this ebb and flow of things. But anyway, I was listening to Michael Savage talking about this study they did of advertising in the United States and Europe in the past 12 months. They studied all these different video TV ads. Not one ad with a white father and a white child. Not one. Whenever a car was being driven by a woman, it was a black woman. If there was a white woman in the car, she was in the back seat or the passenger seat. Uh, if there was a white woman in an ad, then she was with a black woman. A uh, black man, sorry. Um, what do you call that? What do you call that? That's not, that's not diversification. What do they call it now? Whitewashing? This is what led my daughter to ask us at eight years old, uh, why does everybody hate white people? So I don't know. You know, Joe Rogan lives a different life, and maybe he doesn't care. Maybe he's too stoned to care. I don't know. I'd like to hear what he had to say about that. What would you say to my personal story about that? 
I, like, I don't care. Go drink Bud Light. I've never drank uh, Budweiser. It's, <laughs> I think the beer sucks, quite frankly. Uh, I don't even think it's the Anheuser-Busch uh, company, the Clydesdale horses. We love those things. Uh, it's an American company, an American beer, and I find the whole story kind of sad on a, a multitude of different fronts. Do I care? Yeah, absolutely I care, watching our, our culture get flushed down the toilet. You know, for the whatever, 0.6% of the people that have a true chromosomal issue, uh, yeah, I think we should be compassionate and have ways to deal with all that compassionately and properly. That's not what we're talking about. Not what we're talking about at all. I don't think it's compassion at all. More like Harry Carey. How's that compassionate? Harry Carey on the country. So what do you do? You know, I've been talking about this, and I'm just like, who's happy now? Raise your hand. Okay. I can't remember the last time I had a conversation. Part of it is the crowd that I roll with. I told you this before. I need some younger friends, but... I, I haven't heard from anybody that is uh, happy, pleased, looking for good things. I still let me go back to the the Budweiser thing with the guy a second. Number one, I don't think we've heard the end of him. Certainly, he's filled his pockets with a lot of cash. You're welcome. Um, so you know, to that end, and what do you think he's going to do with it? You think he's just going to quietly go away? I'd be shocked. I don't think he could do that anyway. If you want to, maybe maybe Anheuser Busch will pay him off. We'll give you a million dollars. Just go away. Don't ever mention the brand again. I don't think so. Nike had them, and then the, there was a tampon thing, supposedly. I don't know what the how much of this stuff is really true. And people are just sitting there scratching their head. But the other thing, I predict that uh, Budweiser will make a rising resurge. This story will be forgotten at some point. And um, somehow it will become a thing where it's just uh, People do it to get people riled up, and I just I predict a big resurgence, and I think that's why these companies keep doing it. There's no other explanation. You know, I'm hearing, oh, they lost $50 million or something like that or some crazy number, and I'm like, yeah, it, it'll be back. <laughs> it'll be back. Look at the NFL. I was talking to so they were talking to me about this. They had the bow Budweiser. I said, yeah, do you watch football? Oh, yes, I do. Oh, they were just stomping on our flag a year ago, two years ago. Pissing on our Constitution while they stood for the English national anthem, British national anthem, whatever. And you're going to sit there and, and partake in it now like nothing happened? I think this is part of all this ongoing hostility. So what do you do? Right? You're going to dwell on this stuff for a million years just drive you crazy. There's really nothing you can do about it, not much you can do about it. But, you know, I come from a family of builders, and I'm proud of that. And uh, I enjoyed my time building, developing real estate, building roads, building infrastructure, building homes, um, building commercial properties, redeveloping commercial properties. Um, I had a lot of involvement in a lot of projects, and I enjoy that, creating something out of nothing, the human mind. There's no other creature. I mean, you look at the majestics of a beehive or an anthill, and it's, it's nothing short of incredible, phenomenal, fantastic. Uh, but it pales in comparison to what humans are, are capable of building. And it's really amazing that people can create on that level and to do on that level and the, and the good that becomes of it, really. The inventions, the ability to work with our hands. And I think we need to continue to focus on that. Real tangible results, real tangible things. It's worth practicing, really. I really believe that. 
I'm doing it right now with growing food. I'm not having a lot of success, by the way. The flowers are coming in quite nicely. The lawn I'm watering is dry. It feels like August here. But I would say now more than ever, people need to start taking care of themselves. If you put on weight over COVID and you got out of shape, I know you're some looking back. Uh, but I would say to you, it may be worthwhile getting yourself together a little bit on a, on a variety of fronts. You have nothing to lose, I can tell you that. I think it's important now more than ever to buy, invest in things that have long-term value only. Don't waste your money on uh, flashy uh, sports cars. I'd invest in a good truck before I would do something like that. And, I, you know, who knows what the future is going to bring. Turmoil almost certainly seems to be baked in at this point, almost a given. Uh, but tools and real estate and gold and tangible things, even cash at this point, you know, hold on to cash. You don't have to rely on on running to the bank. And you got to be careful with all that. Do as you may. I don't want to be careful what I say and recommend to people. But the other thing I would say, prepare yourself for big change. Uh, this is one of the reasons why I stay focused on the AI. You could think I'm nuts. I'm like, there's a big change coming. And I don't want to be the one scratching my head. I go, gee, what's going on? I want to at least know. And I'm not saying you got to go invest yourself in, in AI, but there's a ton of things that um, maybe you should invest in to keep yourself adaptable on a variety of different fronts. Um, and I think we need to be developing strong leadership. And so if that's you or an organization that you're with, we need to really be working together, encouraging people uh, to lead uh, with a backbone for God's sake. I don't know that you're even allowed to say that anymore. What about the people identify as spineless? I don't know. Here's what I'm telling you. Go get your button gear. Go do something. Go make something. Go build something. You'll be so happy yourself. Build a little muscle. You, know, you can build muscle at almost any age. It's a big misconception that you can't. People believe this nonsense. It's called self-limiting beliefs. One of the most evil things in the world. The biggest lie, the biggest deception that you are incapable of just about anything that you want to do. Why don't you go get started today? God willing, I'll be back very soon. Sunday, Monday, we'll see in a couple of days. I hope to see you there.